0: Hello and welcome to Hometown Glory, your Spurs and Culture podcast. This is episode 18 of our third season. I'm Charlie, and with me are Ash and Rosa. We are here to hold your hand and tell you not to worry about the current losing streak. We're here to hold you to our collective bosom, sobbing as we take in the harrowing Rodrigo injury news together. We're here to cover your eyes as we unpick a horrifying weekend for Spurs women, but also to cheer you up with some superb culture picks. Um, it's going to be an up and down show, I think. Let's start um Um, The coldest day in N17 I can remember in quite a while for a really strange game of football. Um, We saw Ange go full Ozilardiles as old steadies were at least temporarily banished in favour of as many fullbacks, attacking mids and wingers as you can possibly squeeze into an eleven, And we nearly pulled it off. We didn't, of course. We lost 2-1 to Aston Villa. But another sort of moral victory for uh, Tottenham Hotspur, another crushing injury... It's becoming a bit of a theme of the season, but we stay relatively positive, right, Ash? We need to keep our chins up.
1: I'm desperately trying to. Um, it's hard. <laughs> I, I feel like I try to be, and then like I look on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, great, like another sort of like crucial member of the squad's injured for like three months, but um, yeah, we'll be okay. I, I I sort of I didn't. I only saw the highlights of the game, but. What I did say, see in the sort of clips Of um, us missing like Numerous chances It's sort of given me even more hope um, For the future Which is weird because we were on like A really bad losing streak but I think we're going to be alright and Yeah we've just got to get through this bit and just Continue to back the manager which I think Everyone's still on board with I haven't sort of checked Twitter much Maybe everyone's revolting
0: but um, I think there's been there's been flickers of a kind of you know is this actually is this style um you know does it have legs can you actually like hope to sort of consistently win are you going to get found out etc however I it think literally are... doesn't
2: have legs yeah. whatever about the style we literally don't have any legs anymore
0: there are no legs. Uh there are no legs. Um, I mean, I was gonna I was gonna ask everyone for a sort of silver lining from the defeat and also some, you know, a big sort of cause, or not even a big, a, a cause of concern. I feel like the Benson Co news that's come out this afternoon is sort of both, um, in the sense that you know, he looked absolutely imperious and back to his old self, if not better. I feel like, you know, that system seems to have unlocked. Um you know, a new sort of layer of confidence that he seemed to have in terms of taking the ball on and, you know, passing his, his passing range seemed to be just really gorgeously expansive. He was putting people in on goal. He just looked like he was running the show. But then, of course, now we have to do without him again. Um, right, let's, we should just cover this first because I think it's on sort of everyone's minds. It's really, it's really heartbreaking, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm very much in the like, Hang in there, sisters. The hand coming up from the sea mode right now. Um, I was feeling alright. I was feeling like we're just we are going to get through this. I believe in Ange. i like some of the football we played on Saturday was magnificent. And then I feel I genuinely feel like this this news has hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. I feel like I know that I will get up and like pick all of the bricks off me, but right now. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't know what what more we can do. It's like what 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 more sacrifices do the football gods want from us? We've given you our best. <laughs> We've given you our brightest. We've given you our very recently broken, only just put back together, and now you've taken them away again. It like I know Billy says this quite often. Like Tottenham Hotspur is like a social experiment to see how much like one fan base can cope with. And with this just feels like the latest twist like I know mm. I will recover but just in this moment I just feel I feel really sad for him as well man he
0: was he was visibly he was visibly angry and distraught when he um particularly when the challenge first went in there was a lot of sort of um animated pointing in I'm not I refuse to call matty cash matty because it's just so Annoying and ridiculous that he insists on that being his like actual professional name. So he can be called Matt or Matthew, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm just going to call him Catch. You're
2: in big trouble. He's
0: in huge trouble. I mean, obviously, but this not, guy's got apparently so... no. Apparently, just the booking's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as we all know, he's got previous with uh, with Spurs. He he sort of nobbled Matt Doherty, who I don't think was ever really the same again after that point in a Spurs shirt. At least, I mean, he was. You know, that was the real sort of bizarre kind of dovernaissance wasn't it when he was playing as like a left wing back and popping up and scoring and assisting and really sort of finally looked like he was going to be a sort of proper Conte wing back like we all assumed he would be and then that was him That was him done and then he goes and does the same but to an even more you know gorgeous important footballer who was making his first start after nine months I mean you, you just can't write this stuff sometimes and It really sucked the life out of the stadium as well. I think that was the biggest shame of it. It was kind of horribly similar to the Chelsea game in the sense that, you know, we make this flying start, the football's scintillating, the crowd are with the players. You know, I think even more so in this game because it felt like a real, you know, backs are against the wall. We've got all these players out. We're having to sort of cobble together this balmy 11 that shouldn't make any sense. But suddenly... You know, we're pressing, we're winning the ball back, we're playing this unbelievable one-touch football, and then suddenly, you know, the most cynical foul you can hope to see, and you know, only Matt, only Matt Cash knows if that was, you know, what his intentions were. There, you know, we'll never know for sure, but I mean, it was.
2: We can clearly say that you, we, you, you will never know if he like intended to injure like a fellow professional. You would fucking hope not, right? But. Obviously, it was like deliberately rough. It was, you know, like obviously, Benton Cor was one of the most important players on the pitch in that moment, mm. right? And it's just what you do. You just like some teams, some players are like, right, we'll try and just kind of shake, like, shake him up a little bit, and some players can do it without actually injuring their opponents like christian romero is one of them right he can he can he can go get his man and mark them out of the game or kind of intimidate them out of the game but he doesn't actually injure them and some of those players are not skillful or talented enough or don't want to be careful enough to walk that line i think and Matt Cash is obviously—I don't know—now I'm like Matt Cash. Matt Cash is obviously, I right now, like Cash, Cash is obviously <laughs> one of those. I'm sounding ridiculous. No, no, no. That's
0: not. Um, we're not. We're not doing this whole Matty business. I'm. I'm okay, quite. Right. I'm going to be quite firm on this.
2: Okay, Matthew Cash. Um. Anyway, he just obviously isn't that caliber of player that can play that way. Because he's because he's managed to injure two players now. I, I don't think. Am does I sounding know, really uh, insane? I always feel like Heuberg when we talk about this, was
1: another one. Is that true? Well, he, he noveled tobia. I saw that on on Twitter earlier. Like someone had also mentioned Hoyberg as someone that he'd injured in one of the last five games. Which I oh wow, on, which
0: is really? unconfirmed. But and if- also, does anyone know? Does he does does he do this to other teams? Is it just us that he turns <laughs> into like? Peak, Vinnie Jones. Or I what, don't know. What
1: it feels like Charlie Adam versus Bell, which sort of lasted. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well. oh God, yeah,
0: that was a weird grudge, wasn't it? I um, mean, I would
2: imagine he does it to other players. I have to say, I don't, I don't really give the sort of he was an Arsenal fan in his youth stuff any credence, really. I mean, how oh, that being?
0: Has that been going around? Of um, course, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, I, you know, we should we should cling on to positives. Rosa, you mentioned, you know, the sort of incredible football that was being played. Ash, it really, it really is exciting. I mean, seeing, seeing how, you know, this sort of one touch, uh, you know, sort of quick thinking, piling men forwards, attacking football, it really is like, it's thrilling to watch. And it feels like, you know, we are still a bit of a work in progress. And I think the, the amount of offside goals that we seem to be scoring and then obviously get ruled out, sort of testament to the fact that, you know, things aren't quite, there and it's going to take a little minute before all these players sort of do things instinctively and they don't take that extra second that causes these offsides etc but I mean the signs are super exciting right yeah I think it looks really good and I think honestly like
1: the fact that he can get like a second string playing like that in just like an international break just I don't know I'm really it's really strange like I said earlier just to be like really happy after after a few losses but I think once he does start to get some of the players back and slowly that will happen, particularly like mm. in January. And it's annoying because this is the worst part of the year <laughs> to like lose a group of players because it's probably like the biggest set of games in a short period of time. But um, mm. yeah, it's frustrating. And the Benton core thing, you know, we'd been talking for ages about how he was coming back at the right time and Sar and Basuma are going to be away. And, mm. you know, he could really like sort of take hold of the midfield while they were gone for a few weeks. And
0: that's all sort of like gone to shit now, which is a huge shame. That period is going to be tough, isn't it? I mean, yeah. just what is it? Like mid-Feb, people are talking about him being out too. That's a long, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. It's awful. Like the whole Christmas, oh, terrible. But, you know, there were performances outside Benson Coors that, I mean, you know, we saw players that I wasn't, positive that I'd ever see start a Premier League match kind of ever again for Tottenham in that in like yeah. lineup I mean Brian Hill started on the on the left wing which you know feels like maybe the first time he's been given that opportunity to play where well, I'm pretty sure he sort of plays in Spain where he's kind of on you know he's on his left foot he can cross the ball then he can do his sort of old-fashioned winger stuff from what you saw are you I know you're not the biggest Brian fan are you? I don't mind, Brian.
1: I, I sort of always thought, found it really harsh that he sort of played very well against Palace and then he was banished. Mm. Um, and the bits that I did see, uh, I thought he put in a wonderful cross for Son and I'm still sort of confused as to how that did yeah. it. In the back of the net, which is a shame, but I like Brian, but I think with any of these wingers and like Brennan's the same, I think you have to give them like a few games in a row yeah. to get a bit of rhythm. Um and, you know, the same for someone like LaSalso. He hasn't played mm. for so long. And um, I'm definitely not LaSalso's biggest fan, but I was like shocked and very happy that one, he scored, and two, it seemed like he put in an incredible performance. So,
0: I mean, I am the podcast's resident um, Giovanni apologist. So I feel like this is, if I'm ever going to have a moment to bask in a bit of uh, Geo um, shared glory, this is probably it. Because I thought, uh, I mean, maybe I'm going a bit over the top if I say he was my man of the match for us, but I mean, what was really encouraging and then also completely heartbreaking in light of the news now is just how good he looked sort of dovetailing with Benton And they looked like they had a real chemistry. They kind of, you know, they seemed to know where the other was constantly. And these little one-twos they were doing were just really, really gorgeous. And, you know, and he kept going, even though, you know, you swap in Hoybier for Benton and things are going to become a little more rigid and... And not as fluent. I thought he he kept going. He obviously scored in the second half. He did some of those kind of bursting by defenders that I feel like we saw little glimpses of in that COVID season under Jose yeah. where he, he sort of drove us forwards. Um, I still can't remember if that was all a bit of a fever dream and oh, Giovanni LaSalle like being good was something I've just invented because I've had so many arguments trying to defend him but it seemed like that guy was kind of back and Maybe we are entering a sort of, you know, Giovanni Lo Celso useful Premier League player era, and this is, and in which case, I mean, obviously losing Madison is like completely heartbreaking. But you know, if the if the one silver lining is that we now have proof that LaCelso can contribute, that's got to be seen as like net good, I suppose, right? It's definitely good. And the weird thing about that game is, and again, I'm sure we'll
1: talk about Kulusevski playing centrally, but. You look at like sort of, and it sounds like a weird thing to say now, but there is actually sort of like some depth in the midfield area. Yeah. Um, I've been sort of like banished away by like a slew of injuries, but you look at sort of like Saab, Asuma, Core, you know, even Skip, who's not really like got a look and you're like,
0: actually there's mm. like loads of different kind of options there for us. Well, we were stupidly in our bit, we were talking about, you know, we were marvelling at how good ben, Benson Bensonker looked playing in that six role just in front of the defense and how maybe there's an argument that he's a better fit for that position than than Basuma in the sense that he's got that ability to sort of hold off a press and he can step by players, etc. But also he's got that passing range, which I don't think Basuma sort of quite has in his locker to sort of spray it from, you know, wing to wing or look for people getting in behind so um but you know we completely jinxed that because now that's not something we have to concern ourselves with um possibly ever <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> it's like are we ever going to see the like two of them available at the same time probably not but you're right I mean you know it would I was sort of daydreaming about you know maybe there's occasions where you could play you know Benton Curb, Madison and Lo Celso when you're you know if you're playing a home game against a team that's going to you know, sit back yeah. and put 11 men behind the ball. You know, there is that creativity there now, it feels. Um, one day, maybe. It'll be like the last game of the season, when not it, when we're like ninth. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> we'll, we'll sell the someone. And we'll,
1: we'll just be like, oh, that was a nice time in April that we had.
0: My brother was joking about, you know, there was that... Um, there's that sort of infamous graphic of the sort of ideal potch team, the sort of wingbacks yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that we, that we saw for like 15 minutes before someone got injured. And then we never saw that 11 ever again. I kind of worry that this like dream midfield that we all you know, and it could be any combination really. It could, you know, I think a lot of people are excited about the idea of like Basuma, Benson, Kerr, and Madison all playing together. And that being this kind of perfect Ange midfield, I worry that maybe that's never going to be something that we see. Um, But yeah, that's that's quite exciting. How did you speaking of Kulosevsky, As you did, how how do you like the idea of him playing as more of a number eight? I really like that idea, like a lot. I, I think like I,
1: he's great on the wing, but I actually. One, my sort of problem with Kulisevsky, like is probably like one, a sort of lack of pace, although he does seem to get past his man using sort mm. of like brute strength. And then secondly, he sort of doesn't seem to be um, clinical in front of goal, but he's so adept at creating space and like feeding other players. And mm. um, you definitely like saw that like during the game at the weekend. So I really like that idea. And I think I saw like a quote from him saying how he felt like, the either the old me or the real me, but either way, sort of talking about how he felt very natural in that position how he's always played there. So maybe that's also an, another option for yeah. our midfield depth.
0: Our midfield of dreams. Um Brennan was I feel like Brennan at the minute. I mean you and I are big Brennan guys, being um alumni of Nottingham University, we are forest sort of second teamers. Brennan's our Brennan's our dude. He's being a bit polite at the moment, I feel with Brennan. There's points where I feel like he's kind of deferring to like yeah. the players and the sort of sons and he's looking to set everyone up rather than just pulling the trigger a bit. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like some of the some of the moments that I saw, he sort of could have just shot and passed it into the box. I was like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Um But I I do think he adds, again, I think he, I'd love to see, it's coming now because we've got no other option, but like him Mm. having games, I think is just like really good because there were glimpses, particularly I think in the Arsenal game that really suited him where we were catching them on the break. And I was just, I'm really excited about him and the player that he can become. And Mm. um, especially as he sort of like bulks up and becomes, I don't know, I was going to say more of a man. He's, he's a grown man already, but
0: um, I <laughs> we guess... we also so just... Like. Yeah, and like you'd hope that he's going to, you know, within a few months he'll really have all these kind of and, like the runs that you need to make in the back post to get in on goal and all of... I mean, he kind of showed in the Wolves game, right, the goal he scored sort of yeah. that ability to get into the right position for those cutbacks and stuff. So that's hopefully something that we'll see more of him with. Um... I know we've been linked with uh, Jota, he of the amazing mullet and moustache combo. Um, do you feel like a winger is essential for January? I know obviously like a centre-back seems to be the number one priority for pretty much everyone. What, what else would you look at?
1: I mean, if Kulisewski has to play in midfield, then yeah, it has to be a priority. Mm. I guess my other priority obviously would be like a striker, but I don't know what top striker you're going to get in in January, like that's yeah. the hardest position to fill anyway, unless they sort of throw into the mix that with everyone else for Tony, but I just can't see that being a fit um, for
0: either Ange or just the squad in general and the vibes. Yeah, so, I feel like I don't know, it feels like Son and Richarlison as the strikers for the season feels like, because yeah, hopefully exactly. did I see something that Richarlison's should be back before Christmas? Like That's not as yeah, serious as the others. So, I mean, you know, I know obviously Richie has his limitations, and you know, God knows we all are desperate for him to sort of finally unleash himself. But you know, he is a he's a useful player as a sub, if anything else, right? So, I mean, having him for okay. certain fixtures with his physicality and stuff should be quite useful.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, my my only other, my only sort of main negative, and it, it sort of like occurred when I saw this bench was that I really. I was sort of disappointed that, like, he didn't fill the exposition or the second keeper with, like, some more youth team players. I was I surprised by that. Yeah. A really nice experience, if nothing else, for, like, mm. those players, because you're not going to use the third keeper anyway, yeah. unless you're really unlucky, which I don't know. Maybe he was like, <laughs> maybe he thought, <laughs> the way things are going, yeah. now. <laughs> the luck's not with me. I need to cover every base, which I wouldn't blame him for. But yeah, I guess just some of the kids that have been playing well this season, it would have been really nice for them to have that experience. And
0: Yeah, I agree. Particularly, you know, the the yeah the under-21s seem to be tearing it up, right? So there, there must be a couple that could have been promoted up yeah. to the bench. I was also wondering, particularly when we were obviously chasing the game massively, towards the end, I was really hoping that Donnelly might have got sort of 10 minutes just to, you know, a bit of an X factor, see what he can do, no pressure, just go out there you know, give it a spin, Villa would have no idea sort of how to mark him or what sort of player he was. Um, and instead it was obviously Valise again, who, you know, I know we're all rooting for and he's only had these kind of very brief cameos thus far where he sort of comes on, but he does just seem to sort of come on and run around sort of like a madman. And I don't remember him touching the ball yet. Like, I no. wonder if he actually has. <laughs> no, he, he he's been booked though, bizarrely. <laughs> Which is, I, and I don't know when or
1: how that happened during the Liverpool game, but he managed to get booked and still hasn't touched the ball, as far as any of us know.
0: I feel like I kind of want to investigate whether Feliz has actually touched the ball. He might have like flicked it on, but I can't remember him having the ball at his feet yet. And I'm sure some yeah. listeners will put me right on this and tell me that actually you'll find Charlie he is... Impressive if, with the World Cup play, but I, think, I can't. I literally can't remember a single time he's touched the ball. I think if the sort of own goal
1: had not been put in um, by a Liverpool player, it would have fallen to him, which would have been a really nice like story. But yeah, I think he probably just needs a loan. Yeah, um, I think so. And I think so. Uh, to not see him for like a few months, but that's not going to obviously, it's unlikely to happen in January with the fact that we've got about five players available
2: yeah you're being very cavalier with our like numbers here yeah. <laughs> we can't like none of you can leave in fact everyone who's out on loan has to come back not you joe rodon but everybody else
0: i know oh, i, saw I don't know we like, could have sell- we could have used joe we could have used joe Wow, i know, on the weekend. Well, I know. <laughs> that,
1: that's the mad thing i saw people being like we can sell Hoiberg." i was like
0: absolutely not like no one's allowed to go um, i mean I, d- I did tweet about like You know, in my, I felt I was fairly balanced. You know, I left the stadium. I was very cold. I was very annoyed because I really wanted to see us win. But, you know, I was like, I've just watched some beautiful football. I appreciate what's happening here. However, I was deeply frustrated in the depths of my soul that we left ourselves so short at centre back in the summer. And I know it's a kind of utterly pointless moan at this stage in the season, but we went into a season, man, with like Eric Dyer, who, and had clearly made, like, you know, had just put out to pasture and made it very clear he wasn't part of the plans. And Ashley Phillips, who's like a child who's played five games in the championship, and that's it. A child like, it's who's not now like, injured. He's now <laughs> injured. And that was literally it. Like, we sold Dav and just went, okay, cool. Like, that was our main backup defender and we just let him go on like transfer deadline day and didn't do anything. I just.
1: Which oddly like Ange backed that, like they asked him about that in a press conference and he was like, said something that Ange like about, you know, change and revolution and everyone
0: sort of cheered (laughs) along. And I was like, I'm with it, but we could be fucked and now we are. It so, just reminds it reminds me a bit of you know when after Lorente left, we just like stopped trying to sign strikers for a bit. We were just like, Oh, well, this clear doesn't really work. Like no one can even compete with Harry. So we'll just like we'll just hope for the best and hopefully he just never gets injured. And he I mean, did it worked. And no, then he didn't. Honestly, I suppose by the end he did.
2: He was not getting injured anymore. So actually.
0: I suppose, but like just Maybe the chickens are coming home to roost now and we have no centre-backs and it's finally all catching the chickens, up with us.
2: All the chickens all at once. I all think the it's cockerels, what- yeah.
0: Oh,
2: God, all the broken cockerels. It's just, like, I sort of don't... We have been, like, more unlucky than we, like, planned for, but at the same time, you should allow for being a bit unlucky, you shouldn't you need to allow a bit.
0: Like people you shouldn't I, plan,
2: I, I, you shouldn't plan, you shouldn't base your business plan on the absolute best case scenario. Well,
0: you shouldn't yeah, you shouldn't plan for Christian Romero being available for 38 league games. Number Absolutely one. Not. Yeah. You shouldn't. I mean, that and we you have to remember as well, that like obviously now we know that Mickey van der Ven and you know our scouts are obviously doing a good job and Ange had every faith in him, but you know. Ash, you were always very much reminding everyone, like you were talking about a twenty-two-year-old who'd played like one full season in the Bundesliga. There was no certainty that that Van der Ven was going to come in and be what he is. So it was very, very, very high stakes, that risk just to have two of them. Anyway, we it, that is what it is. Um we have to we have to do, you know, this is how the, we like it. High stakes.
2: No no risk, no reward. Um, Literally no reward.
0: Yeah it's Mm. um I just want to I kind of almost uh, Matthew Cash aside Aston Villa are like the darkest team I've ever seen I think play at and like they are such shit houses I cannot like you you know when a team is just so sort of like evil that you're just like actually this is just almost impressive like Every single goal kick, every single throw-in, they try to sneak a few yards. Every time we got a free kick, they kick the ball away. Every little sort of competitive advantage that they can find, Emery has them exploiting. I mean, Martinez in goal is like the ultimate sort of panto villain goalkeeper for home crowds to sort of get driven insane by. And he's also like, I don't know, maybe the best keeper in the league. He's He's unreal. He's so good. Like, he's one of those keepers that when you watch him live as well and you sort of see how he like commands his area and just gives his defenders such confidence it's, it's really really annoying how good he is and i i was i i read something that villa have caught uh opposition attacks offside 160 times yes seriously. this is their They've thing over. i didn't i
2: didn't realize the it. closest. absolutely the, their thing yeah
0: the the closest team to them is liverpool with like 90 so they are like experts are, uh, you know just pushing up at exactly the right time and that I makes think, me know, feel
2: a lot better about Sonny actually because I know we were discussing this, this three earlier, offside goals. <laughs> and his yeah and his his very Jermaine Defoe kind of a day. Um but that makes me feel like calmer about that.
0: Yeah. Because that they were not yeah
2: they were you know they weren't like glaring off sides, right? So it is that kind of thing of just being caught out by a team that is exceptional doing that which isn't going to happen every week
0: no and I think you know you have to bear in mind with us as well that you know we were without James Madison who I think you know adds that degree of calm and that ability to sort of play the pass at exactly the right time and knows when to sort of split a defense and I think um, I was thinking about this morning I feel like Madison sort of is a bit of a cheat code for Ange Ball in a way because he offers that. And I think, you know, it's so like high octane, the way that you play under Postacoglu. And I think we saw that on the weekend when it's a little bit kind of, not out of control, that's too strong, but it's like so kind of men running everywhere and you just have to hope that they time their runs. And, you know, we weren't quite getting it on the weekend. I think Madison sort of accelerated that, Growth under under Ange, like exponentially, in the first sort of ten games, and now we're probably seeing what we should have looked like at the beginning under Ange. And I think what people sort of warned, not warned us, but told us, like, look, it'll be very exciting, but it will look a bit raggedy at times. It won't quite, you know, be fluent. I think sort of Madison and also the two centre backs being so good and allowing us to push up the pitch, and them both being so good thing. on the ball, on the ball. Yeah, big
1: thing that like, and I know it's been like spoken about, but. You're playing like four fullbacks, like in the defense, <laughs> which is like an absurd thing to do. It's like a reverse Pep. Um, and <laughs> I think if if even Romero had been playing, I don't know if those goals even happen.
0: I think if one yeah. of them, if you either know, of them play, yeah,
1: it, it's there's like a lack of height. They didn't know where each other were. Like I don't. It was just a bit of a mess. So mm. I think um, look we just got to get through this period and and things will get better. But yeah, it's tough to take. And also Villa are really good.
0: They are good. And they are like a really niggly, as I said, they're like the sort of most annoying team to come and play at your stadium because of all the sort of dark arts that they engage in. Um, But I maintain,
2: I just, I maintain now that because we talked about these games, we talked about Villa and Wolves before we like lost all of our players. And we were worried, right? We were like, these games are going to be a test this will really show us where we are and looking now and given how those games turned out, if we'd had our first 11, we would have won those games and we would have had, and we shouldn't have worried as much as we did.
0: Yeah. And we're talking about incredibly fine margins with those, you know, the the Chelsea game was like a sort of, you know, nightmare of mad proportions, but you know, the Wolves, the Wolves game, we were winning in the 90th minute. Like we should not have lost that football match. Um, and the Villa game, you know, on another day, we score five goals by half time.
2: Yeah, but also and... another and another day with with our first eleven, we don't, we we win it by miles. Yeah. I think I think I it's think true. So. What you, it is true what you say about Madison. I think and the sort of chaotic nature of our attack without him, and also you know, and Ben and is that player as well. They're those players mm. who they find space and time somehow in games that are really fast. Yeah. Like especially Madison because we haven't we haven't really seen it so much with Bentacle because we haven't really played that way I guess mm. maybe a bit with Conte when it was really good and the counter but particularly with Madison he just somehow I don't like he gets that like
0: yeah just it sort of slows so down
2: like I don't you know obviously he's not like at the level of like Xavi and Iniesta but that's how they used to play right they just kind of could see things yeah. that other players didn't see well
0: particularly like. In the final third, and I think like in- Iniesta is actually I think a really good comparison because I always thought Excellent, he was. thank you.
2: My personal favorite. <laughs> well,
0: he was always so good at making the game slow down in the final third. I thought, and you know, just bought yeah, himself. Yeah, because Xavi,
2: I guess, kind of saw it all in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. And Iniesta was kind of in the middle of it, which is which is how Madison plays, right? It's just yeah. somehow finding that and a sort of yeah, that weird moment of stillness in all. I think the goal.
0: Oh, I miss him
2: so much. Sonny's goal. <laughs> at,
0: Sonny's goal at Palace, I thought, was that sort of mm-hmm. classic Madison moment where you know he just knows exactly when to release the ball. He knows when to take the extra touch, when not to. It's just that I think that we're you know that I think we sort of showed that we were missing on the weekend. But you know that's fine. And um, you know, fortunately, Giovanni Lascello is now here to. Add some cultured, cultured sort of gorgeous presence in our midfield to tide us over until matters returns in the new year. So everything is fine. No one needs to. Did discuss. I
2: miss your? Because I had to pop out. Did I miss your you GLC you moment? Did. You did. I tried to
1: hold off because I wanted you to be like here. a coincidence to me. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted
0: Rosa to hear it. I yeah, was...
2: I'm okay with it now. You know, you like as I always say, I'm more than happy to have you know i like having my prejudices confirmed but i also like them completely overturned rejected proven to be absurdly embarrassingly wrong if it benefits my football team so that's fine
0: i think that's a good way to be um we've obviously got city on the weekend um i guess basuma comes in for benton Kurt do- elsewhere do we feel like Will go similarly Cavalier in terms of all the fullbacks, all the wingers? Or will we see like will Hoybier come into midfield perhaps for one of you know, does Kolisevsky go back to the right wing? You sacrifice Brian, perhaps, who
2: was a bit
1: of a mix similar. I think Ange is insane. Um,
2: yeah,
0: and I think he's going to just—he genuinely is, isn't he? Like he's bonkers. Yeah, like it's I'm getting—it's mad no. now. I get messages. Like I, I had a flood of messages from friends who don't support Spurs on the weekend, just being like, "What is he doing?" When that lineup was posted, he was like, "Is he? Does he do this all the time?" Like, I people were like, "I don't even know if I know exactly who all these players are, but I know that none of them are like centre backs." Like, we're all yeah, like, I, I think he's nuts,
1: he's, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, so I think it will just be the same. Plus, yeah, I guess
0: Basuma maybe is back.
2: Is Saar, So is what's back. the deal and with Saar, Saar? Maybe
0: we don't know. I think it's a bit touch and go. I mean, the good news is we know is, anything saw, about his
2: injury or what it is. Well, it's a is it
0: hamstring, like, I think, uh, which made me worry because that's like bad. If, you know, well,
2: if, is it? Because now we know if it's like, a co- like NHS. Oh, sorry, yeah, of course. We know grade all of tear
0: grades, don't <laughs> we? Yeah. We're, we're experts. I mean, we're talking about grade, a grade, grade one tear if we're talking about him potentially being back sort of imminently mm-hmm. rather than the what is it Mickey's got? Like somewhere between the two and the three, um, yeah. which, yeah, takes him to sort of January. I get, yeah. I mean, Saar feels like a really useful player away at City, just for his running, at least. You know, at the very least. That's not to do down his other fine attributes, but just having those legs, I think, will be helpful. But maybe they, they won't rush him back for City away. I mean, it's it's as much as a free hit as I suppose we have all season, right? Um, is anyone confident we might allow for shock? No.
2: Not mm. in the slightest. <laughs> Not in the slightest. I don't, you know, it's all right, though, to be honest. I felt, I mean, it is one of those things where if we if we get anything out of it, amazing. If we don't, you know, that's more points for them, which at this point we kind of want, right?
1: Exactly. I, I don't really care. Yeah.
2: Which,
1: which is I weird, love Zen Ash. Look at it, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think like they, they're they playing such good and Spurs are playing such good football that I just I don't know. I'm just trying to think long term. Yeah. And I remember when like I think Arteta had lost like literally six or seven games in like 10 and Arsenal just like turned around and gave him a new contract. And I was like, that's insane. And then they like annoyingly went on and nearly won the league. So I think, yeah, let's just get through. We'll be fine. I'm not worried about it.
2: I think so. Um I think I think you're right Ash. I think I, I think Andrew's just he's just going to stick with what he's what he's already done because what what he does, right? And he did he did this right at the beginning of the season with Brentford where he went for the more like trad lineup, didn't he? And he was yeah. like, "Okay, I'll give you guys like one game and we'll do it like the regular way." And then he was like, oh, "We're not doing anything but like we didn't win, so we're not doing that." And then the next game, he like played the guys that he wanted to play and then we won and he didn't look back. Right. And I think he did that. This, And I think that's what he did with the Wolves game. He was like, okay, fine. We're in a sort of weird sticky situation. So let's go like, you know, the boring, like pragmatist way. And we lost. So he was like, see, we lose anyway. So if we're going to, let's just go out and do things my way. And I, so yeah. it's not like he's always been, you know, people are saying, oh, he's completely naive or whatever. But it's like, no, he has tried it. Like your boring way, also, and it doesn't work. So, yeah, I also model.
1: think he said consistently that, like, he believes this is the best way to win. Yeah. And the the Wolves game for me was a bit of an exception because I think he had like quite limited time to like pull that side together.
0: Yeah. He had like yeah. a lot
1: longer, obviously, for um, the game at the weekend against Villa. And we saw, like, in the first like 20, 30 minutes, how many chances we had, and we could have put it to bed. So, I think who knows I don't know. Maybe we like I'm underestimating like him and the players and actually like they'll go out at sea and put together a performance. Like worst teams have gone to city and like got something like palace yeah. and, eh, and they're rubbish. So it's possible.
0: <laughs> I also just think, you know, we're looking at um, you know, this is hopefully a long-termist view that he's taking as well, in the sense that, like you say, Rosa, he, you know, kind of I don't think you could call it a wobble in his principles with Wolves, because I think Ash is right. He sort of had to just cobble together some sort of team and plan in the aftermath of the Chelsea mayhem, and you know, and it nearly worked. Yeah, but he wants
2: if he he wants to play the way he wants to play, but you have to have trained to do it. Yeah, he's not insane. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's not insane. And I, you know, I suppose the the great hope is that you know. These players are just having, you know, they're being rewired slowly but surely, right? The way that they approach playing football is slowly being rewired. Their DNA is being sort of reordered in order to, you know, play this one-touch style, to be confident, to play out, to be bold, to be adventurous. And, you know, if you sacrifice that for a couple of results and a couple of sort of grubby wins here and there, it's, I guess, in his eyes, a sort of one step forward, two step back, ultimately. Whereas, you know, maybe at the minute it's a sort of one step backwards for five steps forward, you know, once these players come back and the guys that have been sort of, you know, kind of holding the fort in the meantime feel emboldened by the fact that Ange hasn't sort of given up on them. The crowd seemed to, you know, that it was nice to hear that the crowd didn't sort of turn at any point on the weekend. You know, there are a few grumbles and stuff, but. You know, it was a cold sort of Sunday. It was to be expected to, to a degree. Um, and, you know, hopefully the silver lining, like we're saying, is, you know, some of these guys, the sort of Celsos, maybe Brian, you know, Emerson's playing, you know, Ben Davies is coming in and doing pretty well. Like all of these guys are now getting up to speed with the sort of Ange style too. So, hopefully by the time all the sort of regulars come back where, you know, you've got like 18 players that can play this way instead of 11 and we're really in business then.
1: And it probably helps with like, you know, maybe a perverse way, but like the squad morale, they're all like getting minutes in a season. There was, you know, no Europe and, you know, a few weeks ago I was like Mm -hmm. dreaming the fact that we were going to get through the season with like no injuries. Um <laughs> And like some of these players I'd never see again. And now they're like sort of mainstays in the defense. But I mean, the other, the other person, like I know we've got other things to talk about, but just to shout out. And I said this in like our group is um Emerson. Cause he's played like center back, right back and left back already this season. And we're in December, no November. And yeah, I don't know. I just like like those kind of players. That he's like come in. He like never complains. Yeah, he's just like a proper professional. And I just yeah, I just think he's brilliant. Um, it's,
0: yeah, yeah, totally I, agree. And, I agree. Shout, and
2: shout out to to obviously to GB who is who is similar. To be honest, obviously you wouldn't, but you definitely wouldn't want to move GB to the other side of the pitch. I think let's let's keep. <laughs> him left but um, within that sort of band of positions like he's done that as well and I think um, you know if we could just let's just get past City and whatever happens happens and then on the other side of that we do have Christian Romero back
0: yeah we have him back for West Ham massive. which I've like, actually be... forgotten. like
2: in my mind he was injured because our injury list is so hilarious that I think I just put him in and I was running through it in my mind earlier and I was like oh but actually he's coming back
0: yeah and for a huge game I mean that's a Thursday night sort of eight fifteen kickoff against West Ham massive I mean we shouldn't sort of wish time away but I'm I'm really pumped for that because you're right just having Romero back changes everything defensively you've, you've got you know you've got one of the best centre-backs in the world back rather than having to sort of masquerade with two full-backs it's a world a world of difference it's going to be huge um some quick city predictions if we dare rosa
2: oh god um 3-1
0: okay we score that's yeah, good yeah
2: i think we could i think we could score
0: okay.
2: um i mean i think it could be worse than 3-1 if i'm if i'm really honest but i'm not going to predict it to be worse
0: okay all right Ash. i'll
1: say 2-1 Oh, slightly more positive. Just because I've watched like quite a few of the City games of late, and um, worryingly, because I really need them to win the league to stop Arsenal, they just don't look as good. Um,
0: So yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna go for two one. Okay, Um, it's really tough, isn't it? Because like I could picture us losing seven one. Like in my mind's eye, I'm like that. That's the thing that can happen for sure. But I could also see like a two two. And you know us pulling it back and really shocking them. I think we'll. I think I'm gonna go four two Man City. I think. Oh yeah, one.
2: like last that's last season, isn't last it? Last
0: Seasons, yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. I have white 2-0 up, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yes, <laughs> and then of we, course. what we? I
2: think mean, <laughs> we, we conceded like four goals in about ten minutes. <laughs> Good times.
0: That was a real like roller coaster of text message receiving from like. Mates been like Arsenal friends be like, oh thanks for handing us the title, you fucking idiots. Like, what are you doing? And then like also then Spurs are idiots for losing? Like it's that classic Spurs thing of like we're, we're morons apparently, whatever we do. We can't I mean win. that
2: that is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um now Spurs men visit uh Manchester, the blue half of Manchester this coming weekend. Um Spurs women
2: Nothing happened. Just left. There was no game. It didn't. Is this is this the
0: official party line? We're just this pretending. Is... Okay.
2: This um, is my line. No. Um, the... I mean,
0: I enjoyed the player statement where they basically was... said that they were like, "This will not define our season. No, no further questions."
2: Essentially, I think that's <laughs> the, that's the way you've got to do it. Though you just have to be like, eh, "Well, whatever." We've, you know, we always say let's just put that in, just put that day in the bin and and move on. And we as fans are like literally unable to do it because we hold on to like every loss and every grievance. But they've got, they've just got to move like it didn't happen.
0: Now, what? Just I don't want to dwell on it because it's so so depressing. But, but how did it well. happen? But like this, you know, it didn't feel like this. I know City are flying this season and they're a lot better than they have been in the last couple of years, etc. But like we've also taken positive strides forward. It didn't feel like this was in the post to me. So no, what?
2: I felt really shocked, to be honest.
0: What, what did happen?
2: I mean, like if you're just going to let Bunny Shaw do Bunny Shaw things, then you're going to be in trouble. And so it proved after, like we were, like she scored a hat trick within like the first half an hour. So that's not, that's not great, is it? I think we just couldn't, we couldn't cope with her. And then once that happened, it was sort of, you know, once you're down like that, just from one player and with the amount of talent that City have, it's like open season after that. I think, you know, we've also got some injuries. Um, I think we did really miss Olga Arsenen. I think our Mm. midfield was a bit overrun, actually. And I think, I have to say this, like, even though I'm so up and down with Drew Spence. I mean, there's been a few games this season and I think it and it, it proved to be the case again on Sunday. I think we lack quite a lot of control when she's not playing either.
0: An experience, I suppose, as well. Right? Yeah,
2: because even though she can be, you know, so sloppy at times, so careless, and if she's not having a good day, then she loses the ball often. But, but when she's on her game, when she's there... It, it does make a lot of difference, actually. And I thought, um, I think, like Grace Clinton was quite overwhelmed at times, and it just didn't, it just didn't work. Like, like they just couldn't get their act together. Basically, it was one of those horrible games, I think, where just everything that could go wrong mm. did go wrong. I guess, and they, you know, the thing is, but also it just speaks the kind of where we are. I think in the in the evolution of the club, um, we let all of these other clubs steal a march on us, basically, for year, by not getting our act together for years and years and years. And now they have so many good players and we don't. Mm. Like, we have some good players, but, like, you know, Man City's entire forward line is absolutely elite. They're all so kind of strong and fast, you know, they're just like, all of them are just kind of top tier players and we are not there yet. And not just their first 11, they have a whole squad. Yeah. And that is, you know, and much as I, we've we've made great strides this season, we are so far behind. Mm. And in a way that's really depressing, but in another way, it's just like, okay, well, that's the reason for it, you know? And I don't think, yeah. I don't think it, it doesn't have to take, you know, years and years and years to make up. That ground, but you know that's where we are right now, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean it's we've seen cha- we've, it
2: was basically very extremely chastening.
0: Yeah, and I think you know we've seen the impact of what happens when you do sign that level of quality and in, in in Beth England, right? I mean, when you do yeah. put your hands in your pocket and you invest in that level of sort of top tier sort of women's professional footballer, you get pretty much instant results and you
2: absolutely get what you pay for yeah
0: yeah and for some reason we're we did it the once and then thought that's quite enough thank you (laughs) well apparently (laughs) I'm
2: quite so there was an interview um like Robert Villahan was on a Swedish podcast I think the other day and um somebody put um sort of translated some stuff from it and he was apparently he was trying to get some players from his old team bk hacken who play in the champions league so that is quite a good sign Mm -hmm. i think um um hopefully we're not just looking at players from the swedish league but you know obviously that is a strong league so i think he like some of them were not out of contract and hopefully they're going to be looking because the nwsl um their season's come to an end or is about to come to an end. So there's going to be like a bunch of free agents as well. So it'd be cool if we were kind of looking over there as well. Mm. So I think, you know, hopefully they are, hopefully they are trying to make some sort of clever moves, but but, but like moves that are not too clever. Do you know what I mean? I like don't try and yeah. be kind of cute with it, just
0: spend well, money. Yeah. I mean, we'd have evidence of what happens when you don't try and be cute and you just slap the money properly. down. yeah Yeah. and it is I mean without dwelling on it it does like baffle me that we did it the once and it's been such a storming success and she's now you know Bethany's the figurehead of the club she's the captain you know she outperformed I think most people's sort of wildest expectations last year and keeping us up pretty much single-handedly and then that that tap then just gets essentially turned off and it's like no you can't have any more of these sort of star players that's just it's like I think we've said this before it's, it really reminded me of that kind of you know that like sort of well you've got Teddy Sheringham so why do you want anyone else like you know you yeah. can't you don't need to you don't need another one like you've got I, we gave you the star player so it's so
2: greedy yeah, yeah clearly it does feel sometimes with Spurs women it does feel that that sort of era sort of early 2000s i guess as we're kind of moving into you know we're trying to like mix it with the big boys but we're not doing it properly mitigating circumstances i will say is that obviously we were looking for a manager and did that and did that properly right i mean we clearly have the right guy i think and so there wasn't you know, you would, it was sort of a shame because obviously the World Cup was going on at that time and in ordinary circumstances you would be like, right, let's go. Like, I hope you are looking at players from the World Cup but we didn't even have a manager.
0: Mm. So,
2: you know, I can sort of, I will, I will like allow it this once, I guess. But yeah. yes, for the next two, three windows, transfer windows, yeah. let's, yeah, pick up the um,
0: case. A nice, easy game to sort of lick our wounds and pick ourselves up for on the weekend Man United, um, albeit at home. So,
2: I don't uh, think that is this weekend. I think we've got.
0: Oh no, you're right. Oh yeah, it's the, t- oh, the yeah, tenth. It's the tenth of, of December.
2: So I we've swear got to little... God, they just
0: had an international break. They break. did.
2: Correct. The the yeah. I mean, you and I've talked about this before, right? Where it's just the, the league. Start. Start. Star nature of nature of it. Of it. Although at yeah. this point, it seems identical to the men's because what? How many international breaks have we had? Fast call. Although that last yeah. one we actually kind of enjoyed.
0: Yeah, another one, please. If you want to <laughs> just set up a few more internationals yeah. like around Christmas, that's okay too. Um, uh, if you just want to stop the season for a bit, like there's this pig flu, that could be a thing, right? Exactly. We, let's yeah. just not take any chances, guys. I think we should just maybe like pick this up again in Feb. Let's just see where we all are then. Um, so a couple of that months to good to, to me. Rest. Um, <laughs> that's enough football. Let's talk about culture. Yeah. Um, Ash, I'm so excited to hear some music picks from you, my friend. Give give me give me some stuff. What you've been listening to, mate?
1: I was actually going to give you a movie because I saw Saw. Okay. Um, oh, with our it, guy Barry.
0: Shout- with, yes.
1: Always the
2: shout outs, Barry. Yeah, and
1: he's really good in it. Um, there was part of me that didn't want to recommend it because it's quite disturbing
0: um, at some point. Yeah, a few people have said like it sort of really snuck up on them how disturbing the film was and they weren't quite prepared for it to be that kind of
2: an emerald funnel movie i simply don't believe it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i
1: i sort of went in and i didn't it's really i hadn't read anything about it so i was like oh just go and see this casual movie on a sunday and i was just like sat horrified for like 20 minutes at a time because there are some dark dark moments and it's really sort of, it's a difficult film to talk about because I don't want to give anything away and it'll be really easy to do so, but there's some twists and turns and it, it, I really recommend it. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. It's got loads um,
2: of excellent people in it as well, hasn't it? It, it? Does, it's yeah. Like it does, yeah. Osmond Pike's in it as well. I'm it
0: feels like Old Emerald's just sort of picked up the phone to all of our current faves and just got exactly who she wanted which must be such a lovely position to be in it's Imagine, also got yeah. a
1: great soundtrack
0: a sort of like um how
1: do I describe it I guess it's like things like block party and like the killers and like it just it's just like really.
0: is that cool when it's set stuff. is it sort of early noughties? yeah okay.
1: yeah it's like set then and like they're all at university together and yeah the music's just like it's so spot on
2: Are they all at Oxford or, like, a place pretending to be Oxford? Uh,
1: I believe it's Oxford, yeah. 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 So
2: is it kind of... Does it have a sort of, like, bride's head but horror (laughs) vibe? Do you know what I mean?
1: Honestly, like, there are... (laughs) it's probably like you'd probably put it in like the thriller category but there's like bits of like real dark humor and it's like funny at points and there's points where like you I just was like I can't look at the screen oh wow um
0: yeah I'll leave it there
2: okay (laughs) like I did already want to see it and now I'm like
0: yeah yeah. now I'm in I'm in properly because I'd yeah I'd sort of I had not read anything bad about it but I'd some people seem to be not quite as hot on it as maybe they were expecting to be. Cause it feels like on paper, it should just be this incredible film. And I'm glad to hear that in your eyes, actually. So that's yeah, good. I mean, a few other it.
1: people I did speak to are like, it's horrible. I refuse. I'm not <laughs> recommending this to anyone.
2: I'm,
1: I'm like, okay. So maybe I'm just dark and twisted, but yeah, go and see it. You can tell
0: me. Okay. All right. I'm going to try and get to the cinema to see it. Um, I just wanted to recommend the Andre 3000 album because I feel like it's a real, like I was always going to like this because it's just like, so in my wheelhouse in lots of ways, but it's just so like completely magical, man. It's just amazing. Um, and I know like people are annoyed. It's not a rap album and he's got his big flute and, you know, he's doing this thing and he's doing, interviews and laundromats and being all spiritual and whatever but like it I was um I had Friday off and uh for Thanksgiving um so I worked for an American company and I was just given a list of things by my wife to sort of do around the house and I what I set about my list and I was listening to that album and I'm (laughs) I feel like I was like tripping seriously I was like Picking up the leaves in the garden, like just the, our garden was just like leaves everywhere. I was like, oh, it's going to be the shittiest job. It'll take forever. And I stuck that on and was just like, I was like off my tits. <laughs> it's, <laughs> really is good. Like, it's insane. It's, it's, it's really Raven. good.
2: Yeah, I'm into it. I've only listened to it, listened to it all the way through once. And I'm like, could I hand on heart tell you that if I didn't, like if it wasn't by him, would I, would I have bothered?
0: Absolutely, I think that's no. a really valid question. I think, I like,
2: it. I don't. But also, like, I put it on, and and my oldest daughter was like, "I like this. It makes me feel creative."
0: I, he Which, would love to hear that. I'm sure. I feel like, like that would be and exactly like, Andrea would want to hear. And
2: she was like, "I'm I'm going to do some painting now." I was like, "This is absolutely incredible." I love that.
0: <laughs> that's great. And I imagine, yeah, that was the like the hope. Yeah, I feel like you're right. He would feeling. love to know that.
2: I have enjoyed his interviews though, where he's like, you know, I'm like of an age now. What, like, I'm not going to rap about, like, you <laughs> know, getting, I saw having that. like a, say that having a bad back or we- <laughs> yeah, <having Oscar laughs> yeah. People are like, no, you should rap about that. We want amazing. to hear you rap about anything. And I, and I, and I do also want to I mean,
0: hear no. that. Um, I appreciate he that he's doing out. his own
2: his own thing.
0: I mean the fact that the first track is called. I swear, I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. Just how can you not adore this? You man? can't. Like, what? You
2: can't not love it. That's the thing.
0: And I, I, I think it's a really, really valid point. And I suppose for all of these, you know, like you can call them vanity records if you want, where artists get free reign to just go and explore whatever sort of creative itch they want to scratch, like. Yeah, if you just like served this up to me initially, I'm like, here's this kind of new age sort of wind-based album where the tracks are 18 minutes. I'd probably not give it a second thought, but I've, I feel like in the right space, and for me that space was sweeping up leaves in my garden and doing some household chores where I had like, you know, the house yeah. was empty, it was just me, I was outdoors. I was like, this is like genuinely quite a spiritual I'm a, experience <laughs> i'm actually
1: not sure it is vain i think it's kind of the opposite in a yeah, way yeah you're probably right to, to be vain would to just like give people like exactly what they wanted and get like all the adoration that like comes of it and instead it's yeah, kind like of easy the easy
0: adoration yeah yeah
1: he could like play like i don't know an arena and just like rap And like it would probably like be a top 10 record And instead he's like oh I just want to do this weird thing Because I just like want to And I think that's just I don't know It's it's really weird like we all Put like artists in like a certain box And expect them to do exactly Like what we want them to do And I think it's like kind of cool He's just like I'm not doing what you want I'm just going to do my own thing It's kind of nice
2: And I genuinely think some artists have absolutely Earned the right to do that
0: Completely And and he is one of them Agreed Yeah 100 times over and he seems like such a lovely man as well like you you know you li- that gq all interview. the stories
2: are so nice about like random people bumping into him and he's like sure let's just chat another photo and yeah i'll listen to you play your flute for a bit or whatever yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool it's he just yeah imagine just like going to the like the laundrette and you just get to like hang out with Andre for a bit, which is seemingly yeah. what he does. Amazing. A friend bumped yeah. into him like three weeks ago. And
1: like he texted me been like, I've just met Andre 2000. And he told me he's putting out an album in a few weeks. I was like, don't talk. Don't talk shit. That's definitely <laughs> not happening. <laughs> and it, and um, it, was tr- it was true.
2: Amazing. And I love how he just told a random person as well. It's yeah. just like, not a secret project. I'm just like, no, oh, yeah, I'm just, my record's coming out soon.
1: Yeah, weird, but I, I like it.
2: I like this. I like how this has turned into the Andre 3000 depreciation pod. It feels sort of weirdly fitting somehow, you know, somebody well, just being like, I'm committed to my vision.
0: Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? And I, I feel like, um, I kind of needed that record. Like I've needed to sort of Zen out a bit and I've needed something that was, um, yeah, I suppose you're right, Rosa. It's something that is sort of so true to its creator's, vision and Yeah, people are like, why they're... don't you
2: do it like this other person? Why are you not doing this other stuff? And he's like, no, this is what I'm doing, guys. If yeah. you're with me, that's cool. If, like, if you're not, it doesn't matter. This is what I'm going to do.
0: New Blue Sun is the Ange Ball of um, 2023 records. I think that's, I love it. that's what we're saying. Perfect. We're, we're and... claiming
2: you for the coys, Andre.
0: Perfect stuff. Um Rosa, finish yourself, please.
2: Yeah, man, I've watched a couple of movies. I watched Oppenheimer and... As you guys know, it was an absolute nightmare experience for me specifically to watch because it has so many actors in it that I, rec- that I either recognise or half recognised. So you've got your big hitters, obviously, Killian Mavy, Matt Damon, um, Emily Blunt, who else? I can't remember. Um, but then, and then it's just like everybody else. I feel like everybody I've ever seen in anything for like the last 30 years. Do you know what I mean? Like going all the way back to like... So I was watching Adam's Family Values with my kids the other day and like David Crumholtz is um, Christina Ricci's first crush in that movie. And then there he is. He's popped up in Oppenheimer. There's like Dweeby Max from the 90210 remake. There's Richard from Sex and the Sea. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I know all, every like, single Josh one of these Safdie. actors. So yes. random. Benny. It's, a, it's Benny, it I, Benny, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like... All of these dudes. So but like they pop up every second. So it was just it was a completely distracting experience. So I don't know how well I kind of took it in, like as a movie. Um Killian Murphy has a very impressive face. I see where you cast him. Do you know what I mean? There's like a lot of there's like a lot of close ups. I'm like, well done to your DNA. Some good cheekbones. He's obviously a very good actor as well, but it's just like if you need a guy to carry a movie like that, he's he's the dude you want. Um like it's a good movie. I wasn't I don't know. I feel like Christopher Nolan is really good when he's being serious about things that are like not serious, like Batman movies, and when he tries to be really serious about really serious things like making nuclear weapons, it doesn't quite
1: Yeah. I work, thought it was cool, you know? but it didn't blow me away.
2: Yeah, like it didn't feel like no
1: pun intended, serious did.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like it felt weirdly like not very deep.
0: I've still you know not seen I mean? it. Would you Would you guys, you know, I'm quite time poor when it comes to long no. movies of an evening. It took
2: us two nights.
0: Okay. Um, and did wow. it Did it suffer from having to split it across two evenings, do you reckon?
2: I don't think so, because I think...
0: Because you weren't that bothered.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I just don't think, you know, it's...
0: In some movies, I feel like you're so immersed in that universe that to stop, even if it's like super late and you've got work in the morning, you just can't, right? You're just yeah. like, no, we have I don't, to it's this not, right now. It's
2: not that kind not of movie. That. And I think okay. also you will have the experience that I had where you'll be like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, shit, it's that guy. Oh, okay. I need to, like, I have to like pause and look this guy up mm-hmm. now. So I don't think you'll necessarily be like. I fairly... don't know anyone,
1: so I didn't. Yeah,
2: so your experience. experience is quite different. <laughs> I know. Everyone's I, think just... you asked when I was watching, I was like, I'm, everyone's like, just a bloke just to us. Like, no, oh, it's just another yeah. guy.
1: I just thought, oh, these it seems like nice chaps. And I just watched it; it was fine.
2: It all looks incredible. That's the other thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the other movie I watched was Dungeons and Dragons which
0: which she did is, like a lot which
2: i loved which is a very silly movie um made with like clearly extreme love and care for its subject matter um you guys never watched freaks and geeks did you this is like yeah, a one weird I did. did. Yeah, yeah. okay I so
0: remember.
2: Lindsay weir's little brother sam part Ooh. of the geek crew is one of the directors
0: I did not know that. that Have was you what ever? She was doing can, now. Could
2: you conceive of anything more perfect in the circle of life than that? I
0: mean, it's as if that role was, yeah, like she was preparing for that, yeah, for that gig. So um, you can
2: see. But he but you can see that he has like loved Dungeons and Dragons for like his entire life and has made this movie with someone else who loves that game. And they've cast a bunch of delightful actors. Um second best Chris, Chris Pine, uh um, Michelle Rodriguez, just like loads and then like um, you know, your handsome fella from Bridgerton season one rocks up.
0: All right, um with the many names with the many um, names yeah
2: normally i'm, I'm really good with cool. them but i can't remember because I, I never watched bridgerton but now i might because he was a delight he pops up for like 20 minutes in a in a sort of pivotal role is hilarious and then kind of wanders off again it's like honestly i i couldn't if you have been sort of Which I guess neither of you guys have, but if you're sort of watching, you've been watching all the kind of Marvel movies and all the TV and you're like, oh my God, this is just going nowhere and I'm sick of it. Like this will kind of reignite your love for just fun genre stuff. I loved it. Strong recommend.
0: Okay, maybe I need to give it a go. It didn't even cross my mind that this would be something that I would um, be interested in seeing. No, but... and
2: I don't think, uh, like, I think Billy recommended it a while ago, but I think it's literally, it's like one of those movies, it's got like a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Like, it's proper. Mm. Okay. I think it made no money and sadly will probably not get a sequel. So, just oh, cherish it while it. you can.
0: Okay, all right, I'm going to prop it up, give it, and give it a stream. See also, I think it's cause. just like,
2: it's like a 90-minute one as well, so...
0: Tom would Perfect. be thrilled. I may, may be, be exaggerating,
2: but definitely not as long as Oppenheimer, you can do it one sitting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um well, hopefully everyone was able to do this episode of Hometown Glory in one sitting as well, as we've um we've kept things nice Very and tight nice. again, guys. This is uh <laughs> this is impressive stuff for us. Um Ash and Rosa, thank you so much for joining me. I hope um we feel like we managed to get a few things off our chest. We feel like we've Kind of recaptured our our faith in what's going on at Tottenham Hotspur and spoken about some lovely culture and completely eradicated all memory of losing 7 0 to Manchester City, which will definitely not happen again this weekend. So everything is fine. Um, Rosa, you can be Billy. Do you want to see us home?
2: Up the Spurs.